Hey everyone, this is Josh from Nothing to Say with Josh and Drew. I'm Drewless today, but it's not like we're going to be without anything to uh, talk about. We're going to be looking at CES 2020. We're doing this live. We're talking about this coming year. Let's go. Nothing to Say. All right, so here we are. I am Josh, and I usually have a co-host, Drew, that's doing this with me. And um, yeah, this is usually the nothing to say with Josh and Drew, but it's just Josh today. Um, and it's not Drew's fault at all. I don't even think he knows that I'm doing this today because I didn't say anything, which is kind of rude of me. But um, I just wanted to get something done. I didn't want to bother him. He has a lot going on, so not like emotionally or spiritually or anything like that. But more, you know, just Drew has a life and I didn't want to interrupt what he's doing. More that I didn't want to wait to really start doing this because I just wanted to get it done since I'm going out of town. And uh, yeah, but anyway, this is 2020. I wanted to do this a lot more. I have a camera set up. I'm live on Twitch. I hope to uh, put that out soon just to share that I'm live on Twitch so people can come and watch and take part in the podcast and talk to us and let us know what you think about stuff you know anything really we're down for anything so if you have any comments quibbles let me know we'll talk about it if not just uh sit back enjoy the show and we're gonna get to it so today i felt like it'd be great to talk about ces i'm always a big fan of ces and all the things that you know ces brings if we look at the screen um, you have a woman with what looks like some sort of sex toy, which is kind of weird. Um, and there's, and then there's a cute dog, things that I norm I normally don't see in CES, but still intrigue me nonetheless. So let's go ahead and see what CES is. So it's the consumer electronic show for those who don't know happens every year. It's a lot of fun. They go ahead and talk about all sorts of neat stuff that are coming out in 2020 or that they want to show in 2020, whether they come out or not, is kind of up for debate. Um, you know, a lot of it may be vaporware, but it's still fun. So it runs from the 7th through the 9th. So today is the 7th. Um, so I'm expecting, and this show comes out on podcast form on Friday. So by the time you watch this, the rest of the stuff would have come up. But a lot of the big stuff has already been announced and, talk about, so, um, and uh, talked about. So we're going to go ahead and look at that. So I'm going to go through a couple of blogs that I like. Um, Wired is, is really good. They kind of get like the big heavy hitters. And um, I'll go through these articles just to talk about what I think. And then I found this really cool one from The Verge where they talk about impossible pork. Something that I'm pretty interested in, and we'll get into that. But let's just go down our friends at Wired here. And by friends, I mean, I don't have any affiliation to Wired. I just like the look of their site. It's nice. Um, and not a ton of ads. You know, we have a few, but nothing crazy. So TCL goes mobile. TCL makes really cheap TVs that I hear are pretty good. Um, I have a Samsung, a Vizio, and uh, something else. I think an LG here. I don't have a TCL, mostly because I don't shop at um, Walmart, which is, I think, where most of the TCLs are. But there, there's nothing wrong with TCLs. Um, and they're making phones now. It's not my gig. I, I usually try to stick to the iPhone just because I've put a lot of money into the ecosystem. So I'm kind of locked into it. It is what it is. Let's move on. Toyota City. This is cool. So this is kind of Toyota's take at um, 
um, Epcot. So they're saying, hey, we're going to get this city in Japan and kind of make it what we think a city should be. So go for it, Toyota. I'm excited to see how this looks. I've been to uh, to a Japan. I'm going back. It's my favorite place on earth. I would love to see what the Japanese people do with a 2,000-person um, city. I think it's a cool idea. I would love to go and check it out. I love Japan. It's a lot of fun. Frameless TVs. Now, this is something that I've been waiting for for a long time. So when we were in Japan, my wife and I, last year, we actually saw um, an 8K TV. And it was awesome. I was thinking, wow, what a, what a, what a, what a sweet TV. We went in 20, boof, 2018? Yeah, 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 yeah. We went, we, we went in 2018. I was like, okay, 8K TV, sweet. I still don't have much to watch in 4K, um, but bring it on. Let's go. 8K all the way. I'm all about it. And then now they've taken it to the next level. They've gone 8K frameless. I love small bezels. Um. Nothing gets me going like a nice small bezel. So seeing an 8K TV, I'm down. Um, now, granted, normally when these come out the first run, they're usually crazy expensive. So I'm not a, I don't watch a ton of TV. I actually don't have a cable subscription. So even if they were to make 8K content, I wouldn't be able to really watch it because they usually feed that over satellite or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's high quality television. It's who doesn't want that? I just don't see a ton of value there now. I do have fiber internet, so I'm pretty sure that I could handle. Like I have um, gigabit, one gigabit down. Um, but I still don't have content to watch. So I would love to have it, make it available via streaming. Let's do it because I would love to have a frameless 8K TV that runs at full res that I could really enjoy. That sounds awesome. A rotating soundbar. So this is something that I've been pretty interested in personally. Um, cause we have a, uh, kind of like a, a faux 5.1 setup from Vizio. It's one of these cheaper setups where you kind of have the satellite speakers, two satellite speakers and the, um, the subwoofer, wireless subwoofer, and it kind of syncs up and, and it's all right. Um, I never had a lot of great control with the surround image with the two rear speakers. And to be honest right now, I'm just using it as a 2.1 system because the satellite speakers went out and I'm just lazy. I don't like the fact that satellite speakers are wired. Um, that was pretty annoying. And so I, I was, I'm always intrigued when I see a, a one unit sound bar, a lot of like what I have on screen here um, from, from folks like Vizio. Vizio, I've only had a Vizio sound bar. So if you guys have had a different experience, let me know. Um, but yeah, I love a good sound bar because the idea of an elegant solution with one bar that you could watch everything. I don't know. It sounds it sounds fun. Um, uh, the idea of having Atmos, so Dolby Atmos, where you have you know, I don't know, like a really all encompassing. The way that Atmos, from what I understand, the way it works is that you have speakers that are facing upward that shoot sound up, so that it reflects down on you. In addition to the to the uh, left and right. And then the the rear stuff, somehow they get that to work. So I'm really interested in seeing how they get all that into a form factor that's reasonable for people that don't want to have to wire up satellites. I'm in a house, so I, I think I have the space to do it. I just don't f see much of a need or much value in doing it. So that's that's that. Um, now, this is a weird trend. Um, so this this has been a thing ever since Samsung announced their, um, their, their, their foldable line of phones. 
people have been trying to make more foldable things. And I don't know how I feel about it because so I had I had a DS like most people had a, a Nintendo DS. And um, and I think that was cool because it was more novel. Um, it didn't expect you to really use a second screen as everything. And now it's just kind of weird because I think they want us to use the second screen for everything. And I don't know how I feel about that. Um, there's something about typing on a on a on a screen. It's not that satisfying. It's not, and it's not that satisfying as what I need. It's rewarding. So when I go ahead and, and and I'm doing something, there's a level of satisfaction. Let me just move my cursor here. That comes with, you know, with actually typing keys, with actually feeling something move, and then I, I then I see that response. Tapping on a screen seems so unnatural, but I like Lenovo computers. I don't have one, but I've never had a bad experience on a ThinkPad or anything that IBM or Lenovo made. So, hey, it may be awesome for a $2,500 13-inch um, foldable. That seems a bit steep, but hey, it seems like the going rate now. So I'm interested in this. I love the fact that from what I've seen, there are some that you can actually fold just flat out. That seems like a cool concept. Um, I'd be interested to see how how that actually works. An ice cube ouster. Okay, what is this? Hmm, it's a cooling engine in conjunction with water spin with every hydraulic. Oh, so this cools your beverage without ice. I'm not mad at that. You know, I, it's it seems like a problem that didn't really need solving. Um. But you know what? A lot of stuff that comes out, you know, I, I, I didn't think I have a problem, but they give me a problem to have. So I guess whatever. I'll, I'll take it. You know, not watered down booze is fine. Um, Smartwatch for snoozing. I don't like smartwatches. So I had the first generation Apple Watch and I wore it for as long as I possibly could. It was more to spite myself for buying it that I was wearing it. I didn't really see the value there in, in a watch. First off, I don't wear watches anyway because I don't really need to tell the time all the time. And then secondly, the constant notifications are really annoying. Um, you you could turn them off, but when you look at your watch, there's like a little red dot. It was I just bothered me. I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan. Um, so that's that. Not a huge fan of that. This is interesting. This I like. So this is a sun visor. And it's it, it uses AI, I guess, but essentially it only blocks out the parts of the sun that you need blocked out. This is amazing, by the way, that people playing Twitch on ads. Y'all are everywhere. Um so um that I that that I do like the fact that they have tech out there that's like like this, this woman's driving in the uh, picture we're looking at, and she has a, a sun visor that's covering her. Like it, it, it looks like a normal sun visor, but it's only blocking out the parts of this like that are that are over her eyes. That way you get the rest of the sun. And I guess it's, it's not intrusive. That would be really weird. And I hope it moves accurately because if it doesn't, I don't know, you're just trying to like trying to move your face in the way of that. I think it's I think it's a cool idea. AI powered sun visor from Bosch. This is like the kind of future stuff I'm expecting to be like really practical. So looking forward to that big time. A snore-stopping pillow. Wow, a $378 pillow that they want to sell to keep you from snoring. 
I don't know. That seems like a bit much. I think they have other. It, it beats a sleep apnea machine, that's for sure. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. That seems weird. This is one I found very interesting. This is a TV, the uh, TV Twister, the Samsung Cero TV. It's forty three inch TV, and from all the pictures that you see online, you can't really tell that it's a TV until you first off read it here on screen, like I am, or when you see it in relation to the other objects in the uh, picture, you can actually turn it um, portrait style and it allows you to see um, kind of what's going on, like a, like a TikTok video or a Snapchat or an Instagram story format for a TV, which I find really interesting. So it looks like taking, oh boy, hold on. I've been watching a lot of uh, Disney Plus lately just because we have it. And there's this dog show where they talk about raising dogs and how they do it um, well. So it's 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 about raising dogs for um, for use with blind people. So like it's like guide dogs, and that whole system. When you see how a guide dog is raised, it's amazing how much like how how bad of a dog parent I am. Not in terms of neglect, but in terms of just a misbehaved dog. So. Check it out. It's like a, a puppy tail or something on Disney Plus. It's good. It's well done, like everything else Disney does. It's it's just it 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 puts my dog raising to shame because I have to put them in their crates to get them to stop barking. So it's annoying. But anyway, we're back. I'm back at uh what is that? 115. Okay, she's got the, the marker here. Okay, so we're back. So we're looking at these at these TVs that flip. I, you know what, it's been, it was, it was kind of taboo to, um, to have the flipping TV, sorry, like the, like to record things portrait mode, because, you know, everything that we took in was the, um, like that horizontal format. The fact that TV manufacturers are noticing how much content is made portrait really makes me, uh, you know, appreciate the foresight by these companies to say, hey, we're getting a lot of media made this way. Why not just let them turn the TV? So I hope Samsung is on to something. I think this is a great idea. Is it practical? No. Do I think it'll catch on? Absolutely not. But I would love it to because I think it's cool. Water detective. Um, I'm not sure what that. I don't. I don't I'm not going to pretend like I care. I, I'm fine with water. I don't. Anything that would come out for water, I'm not going to be interested. Ring in the new year. Now, we have a ring doorbell. Um, The fact that ring is wanting to get a little more integrated in your home is a little weird given the recent privacy stuff. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do like the fact that um, ring is kind of getting more integrated. But I don't like the security stuff. There's also a video from the YouTube channel Smarter Every Day where they show that you could actually trick some of these systems. Like you could trick your personal assistant, like your phone assistant, like your digital assistant. You could trick it with a laser that'll replicate the frequencies on the MEMS microphone membrane that'll go ahead and trigger a message to your other devices and cause them to do stuff. That was wild. And seeing how that works was pretty interesting. That being said, I have smart stuff. I have Alexa and Siri at the house. They just can't open any doors, so I'm not totally bummed about that. This is something I don't get. This is something I have no concept about, and I would really love to know who on this planet 
is using a Chromebook for enter for for anything of of like significant value. So I get when you're traveling and you want to do stuff online, but there aren't like applications that I could run on a Chromebook if I wanted to make music. I'm not I'm not sure if there are applications on a Chromebook that I could use to record a podcast. Um there aren't many sound editing. St- I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like stuff I do for sound that would I, I can't do squat on a Chromebook. Um Photoshop they don't make for Chromebook. So they they're coming out with these higher end MacBook Air $1000 Chromebooks that only run Chrome if I'm being completely honest. There are a handful of things they could do. Some of them have the Android App Store, but all things considered, I don't think there's a thousand dollars worth of things to do on a Chromebook. So this is something I don't, I really don't get. So I would love for there to be stuff to like stuff that I could do on a Chromebook. Like this is, it's a gorgeous piece of tech. Like I love the way it looks, but I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, I'm talking about the Galaxy, Samsung's Galaxy Chromebooks. For those listening, it's fine, but it's $1,000. It's $1,000 for a Chromebook that I just can't justify. It's it's bizarre. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. So that was day one. Let's go ahead and look at day two's coverage. Oh, uh, so we'll start off with a bang. I'm looking at what looks like Alarm Clocks by Roy B. Oh, it's a STEM robot. Okay, let's just get down here. So we got... Oh, I'm yawning. It's not good. Um, CES becomes a boat show. Okay. I'm not a boat guy, so or whatever. Um, wireless charging for thick phone cases. This is a need, I guess. But the fact that these just have holes for pop sockets is bizarre. I'm not a huge pop socket guy. I had one early. I was early to the pop socket game. And then I just got over it. Um, I could just hold my phone just fine. I don't need like a a gripping device. I thought it I thought it looked pretty silly. So um the pop power home can handle it has like a little hole cut out, like a little donut. You could pop your pop socket into the hole and then charge your phone. It seems weird. Um, so yeah, that's a thing now. Pop socket specific charging um surfaces which is like i have a wireless charging surface right here i have one in every room of the house just because it's so much easier to charge that way and if i have a friend that has a wireless phone i don't have to fumble for cables if they don't have an iphone i just have you know spots where they can charge their phone at all times so that's nice so i love wireless charging don't get me wrong but come on pop sockets guys let's uh let's figure something out there uh electric dreams that's what this section is called it looks like electric motor vehicles so small format motor vehicle vehicles like motorcycles and three wheeled vehicles that seems cool like i can i can get on top of that um yeah yeah let's do it again i live in the suburbs in the united states there's not like a lot that i'm gonna get out of an electronic i just this doesn't do anything for me it's not i'm not their target demo so um this is something I want to go to CES for. So a lot of these tech companies like Google in this example, they just bring crap to just ride on. So they have slides. They just have slides that are Google slides. That's about it. I'm down. I'd, I'd be excited to do it. I want to do it. Um, 
what else do they have here? They have a wall of OLED. I've been hearing about OLED for a long time from sites like this and Gizmodo about how, how it's going to be the future. And my phone has an OLED screen and I love it. I want to see larger format, real OLED integration with stuff. Like, I'm going to watch this little video. What is this? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's that's insane. Um, that was really loud, too. But it's like, I'm going to just mute this video here. If I'm, what I'm watching here is, yeah, they have a giant OLED, I mean massive, on a ceiling OLED panel, which is super crisp. The great thing about OLED is that when you have like the color black on the screen, it's like a dark, really rich black. And I love to see it. So um, I love to see this in a large format. If they could make like a house covered in it, like I'd be on board to get my house covered in OLED because I can make it like whatever cover I want, the color I want. That'd be, that'd be sweet. So love large format OLED. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Customize your e-scooter. I don't get this at all. I don't get electronic scooters. I've ridden one without paying for it and then it beeped at me. That's my experience with electronic scooters. I don't get it. Now Keurig. Keurig, you sons of bitches, you did it. There is a Keurig for booze, people. The Keurig Drinkworks Home Bar. Um, the drink maker is $299 at your uh, big box retailer. Amazon Best Buy or Office Depot. Who's buying tech from Office Depot? Um, I don't know, but I'm glad that they exist just like Staples. Like this, the Staples is, is in the same vein. I don't know many people that are doing that, but... But um, yeah, the drink maker can carbonate using curbside recyclable CO2 car cartridges. Curbside, chill down to 35 degrees Fahrenheit and quickly churn several types of cocktails, beers, and ciders. So they had a, a Moscow Mule that was powerful. Apparently, um, it could make sangria, mojitos, lawnmower beers. I don't know what those are. Lemoncello inspired bubbly lemon cocktail, just to name a few. So to have a Keurig that you could just feed like booze pods and or crank out booze, I'm a fan. Um, a, a nice, elegant way to, it's a new way to, to just distribute alcohol. Um, I hope it's cleaner. I hope, because right now like bottles get gunked up. If you have like a house, if, if, if you have a house, storing alcohol can get annoying. Um, so I, I like having all the mixers all the time, it'd be nice to have a nice, elegant solution like this. This is something that I would be interested in. Um, $2.99, a bit much. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, a dancing cat robot. Hey, everyone loves cats. Let's do it. Let's dance it up with a, a kitty cat. Um, it, it looks, frankly, pretty menacing. It, granted, oh, this looks like it's like a homemade thing. I don't know how this made it to CES. But it's it looks like a, a really creepy cat head on a mostly mechanical-looking robot. That's bizarre. Uh, Yeah. Check it out. Another smartwatch. So the last, so the day one recap they had here really talked about the smartwatch for sleeping, which would be nice if it had good battery life. If the Apple Watch did, I would definitely use it for that. This is more of just a nice, this looks like a normal watch as opposed to the Apple Watch, which is a square thing. This is, uh, this is round. So this is the Google smartwatches. It's the Skagen, S-K-A-G-E-N, Falster 3 smartwatch. These are beautiful. These are really nice, like nice bands. Like I, they look like leather or some sort of faux leather, round, 
um, AMOLED, which is a type of OLED screen. Very, very nice. Um, th these are just great. Uh, I wish, I, I, I wish that these were Apple watches, if I'm being honest, because the square form factor just isn't for me. Um, 5G. I've been super stoked on 5G for a long time. I want to be able to just have the same internet I use on my phone, power everything in my house. That would be amazing. I would love to have it now, now that it's coming to phones and uh, laptops. I'm on board. Let's do it. Totally there. This one had some controversy. Um, the Wally, not really Wally branded, but it's it, it's the Segways bringing out this thing called the S Pod apparently, um, which lets you. It's like a baby stroller. Thanks, Wired. Whoever wrote this, who wrote this here, Adrian. So good, good job. It's a baby stroller for people. And you know, even at my laziest, I can't imagine a baby stroller. I can't imagine being in one of these things, especially when you see the lady reviewing it here. I think that's Adrian. It may be. She's um, she's she's wearing a helmet, and I don't know if I'd be okay wearing a helmet in public. If you look kind of silly, um, it it's a bit much, um, it's a bit much, and I think it's weird. I think it's really weird. I don't see people being in the street with that. Um, I don't see people walking. Like, can you imagine going on vacation? You just see a bunch of people just kind of like the pedal taverns down in downtown where I'm at. They're ridiculous. Awful. Um, let's see this one here. A scooter that rides itself. Are these autonomous scooters? It'll drive itself to you. That's okay. Okay. Aren't they everywhere? Isn't isn't that kind of the deal with them that they're everywhere? I don't know. Um, privacy. Yeah, I was talking about this earlier. Um, privacy is kind of a big deal with these smart devices. I love the convenience that they offer, but at exchange for the pri like, is is your privacy? Does it mean that much to you? Are you willing to just kind of toss it in the sake of convenience? Some people are. I personally am not, but whatever. Um, actually, I am okay with giving it away. Did I say I wasn't? I am. Um, it's just super convenient. I'm just not putting locks on my house. I have like real locks with keys and stuff, but I do have a camera, so there's that. Um, the Inkjet Beauty Wand. What is this here? Um, this is called Opt, O-P-T-E. It's the Opt Beauty Wand, and it uses ink in a handheld inkjet printer that I think will print on your face. So all of these makeup tutorials that you're seeing online are going to get a lot more boring when you're just watching people print their face on. So it may speed up the process of getting ready at night. It may be really weird to walk into seeing like your significant other, you know, printing their face. But hey, it may be the future, man. Who knows? Um, noise canceling headphones. I had a, I was having a conversation with someone today about you know, the noise canceling on the AirPod Pros compared to the noise canceling on everything else. What's the, you know, how much better are the AirPod Pros than anything else? And I'm not sure it's, it is like, I, I don't know how, how it could be better than the Bose, but apparently these are really awesome. So, um, oh, what? Club One is the company that makes them and they use graphene, which is a, like a high tech material. It's a, I guess, a graphene 
polymer, right? Uh, a graphene, yeah, a special blend. Okay, whatever. Richie the robot. Oh, it's a tic-tac-toe playing robot. This seems like it could have been out a while ago, but okay. okay it's 15 grand and it runs on a Raspberry Pi, Arduino board, and Google's AI software. That's fifth. That's like 50 bucks in parts in Google software, which is a lot more, I bet. Um, cheaper foldable phone, maybe. I'm up for foldable. Just because the Galaxy Fold sucked doesn't mean that everything else has to suck i'm on um, i want there to be good foldable phones um and the sooner an android company can do it and apple can copy it the happier i will be i'm i'm willing to admit it if they'll copy it i don't care i'll still buy it it'd be dope um kindle and a laptop what is this so lenovo is getting weird i say yes let's do it the weirder the better that's what this kind of stuff is for Ooh, 11-inch monochromatic e-ink touchscreen on the outside where you typically see a logo. I like e-ink screens. They're much easier to read. Um, Yeah, I'm on board. Let's slap way more of these e-ink black and white screens on stuff. They, they do refresh weird. They did in the early days. I don't know if they've gotten any better, but I would love an e-ink um, they had they had phone cases I saw a while ago. Like the back of the phone would be like a touch e-ink deal. I'd like that. A bit. I'd like that a lot. So that sounds like a great piece of uh, tech that I would love to invest in. Invest in as in buy one, not invest in a company because that seems like a lot of work. Samsung's Infinite Galaxies. What? Last year, it announced a bunch of, uh, oh, wow, a lot of stuff. Samsung puts out puts out a bunch of phones. I think this is just a cheaper version of their Galaxy phones. Fine. Put them out. I don't like Samsung Galaxy phones. I, li- I like plenty of other Android phones. I just don't like the Samsung ones. Um, I love their TVs, too. They make great TVs. Phones, nah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. Um, so that's that was really it for the CES Roundups Day 1 and 2 from Wired. There is something from um, The Verge, another great um, tech blog that I, I love to follow that I want to I want to talk about. It's this impossible pork stuff. And I'm really interested in this. Uh, I love the fact that they're doing plant-based meats. Now, the fact that they're saying it tastes just like meat, it's a bit disingenuous um, because it is, you know, like plant-based. I would love to be. I would love there to be lab-grown meat tissue that we could go ahead and talk about. But impossible pork. I don't know. This seems like a marketing technique more than anything, because we've had meatless meat substitutes in the past. I don't get it, um, but I do think it's interesting. Burger King is making a croissantwich, croissantwich, croissantwich out of it. I would be down. I'd be so down. And it looks like Impossible Foods at the event. They tried an Impossible Pork Bon Mi, which sounds delightful. Um, Impossible Pork Char Sui Buns. Dandan Noodles. Sounds delicious. Pork Katsu. That's close to my heart. Japanese pork cutlet deep fried with some katsu don sauce over some um, rice. Get out of here. Delicious. And... um, 
sweet and sour pork, um, and numbing meatballs. Huh. It was, yeah, so this person said it was fine, a little spongy. Um, I can, I, I get that with a lot of these meat substitutes. They're not really the best, but I am interested in it. So maybe on one of these podcasts, I could try, I have, I have to try the Impossible Whopper. I could do that here live and kind of give you my impressions as you hear me chow down on something that's probably not that healthy for me, even though it's, you know, made out of plant stuff, but we could probably try that. Um, but yeah, this is going to be kind of what I want to do for the rest of the year is whether it's just me or it's Drew, we take something and we actually just talk about it, show it on screen, just like, what are we interested in? And we have a format that we could look at it, talk about it together. And hopefully we get more than, uh, we increase our number of viewers and listeners and we get everyone involved because we want to hear what you have to say. Um, feel free to reach out, nothing to say podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Falling Water Sound on Instagram. That's my account. Um, I'm not going to deal with the nothing to say Instagram, but check that out. I'm doing a daily sound effect kind of deal where I'm every day I'm putting out a video with a sound effect. Weekly, I'm putting out the sample packs and I'm putting out way more sample packs this year. So that's kind of my goal to, to do that. I'm working on a few other projects that we'll get to talk about soon. So um excited for 2020 to get on the road and a little more further in. We're still in single digits. I feel like I've been in 2020 for about two weeks now. But it's only been seven days. It's been a good seven days. So here's to a lot more. I'm Josh. We'll get Drew next week. There's nothing to say.